Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first podcast episode. This is Murdad. This is Amir. We are situated in Vancouver, British Columbia. And I'm Vlad. Murdad, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and start and tell us how you started your business? All right. So long story short, um, I graduated from UBC Ken and decided I don't want to do med school. I was starting to go to law school. Didn't want to do that. Wasn't feeling it. Did you have the grades for law school? Yeah, I had really good grades. Yeah. Okay. I graduated top 10 in my class, um, top 10% of my class. And so it was, I had all the, you know, all my ducks in a row, but I just didn't have the passion for it. And so um, I got a job interview at a commercial brokerage and um, the VP was one of my neighbors. So I got a job offer. They told, he told me to come by the office just check it out see if you like it just for one day like what commercial brokerage yeah just you like commercial real estate okay so um i went there i sat down for the day talked to a bunch of the execs there and by the end of it he's like hey go get your um real estate license and you're hired and i was like okay i'll think about it um they they offered me like 50k plus a bonus i was like yeah (laughs) yeah but you're how old what 22 i was yeah, 20, 22. Just fresh out of university. Yeah, right? 20, yeah. 20, 22, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, your first year, you don't make any commissions because it takes so long to get clients. Like when Brody worked at Collier's in Toronto, um, his first year, they gave him 50K because he had to get clients. Yeah. And then in his second year and third year, that's when he actually made money because sure. deals take so long to go through. Yeah. Like Even working with um, Dean, like it takes so long to, to do a deal. I mean, y- so, again, so, but I... So you would have made more. Sure, in, but in I, I worked... Year. I worked full-time do my own thing in university i didn't it didn't appeal to me yeah right? anyways but i love the concept of what they taught me in that one day which was they took pension funds for big uh, companies and they invested it into commercial uh, spaces and so that gave me an idea of my parents that hey they've lived in a home for over 15 years it's built a ton of equity let's utilize that equity and and give them a higher growth trajectory for their investment so i went to them and i said hey that night i pitched them an idea i said look you have a house you built this equity you're living in an, in an area that just isn't going to grow that much more which is which area uh towards deep cove okay in north van and so i said look let's sell your house and let's move you to a better area that has a higher growth trajectory right and so as many know you know other parts of north van even west van they just there's no there's there's less of a ceiling effect in the home values and so they why why is that they're just more desirable areas some places grow more than other places they fluctuate more sure and that took some convincing for you to do right your parents your dad i was very surprised (laughs) i just sat them down that night and they were like yeah let's let's do it right i i created a whole like uh pitch to um, and so it worked out and they said, sure, what do you need? And I said, look, your house is worth, I think this much. I think give me, <laughs> it just becomes a real, <laughs> just becomes a real station. I think your house is worth <laughs> this much. But no, I, I kind of, I kind of, you know, obviously, you know, 
I've always liked the market and stuff. So I, I was like, I need 50K to renovate your house and I need three weeks, right? Again, I've never done anything like this before, but I just had an intuition for it. And so they were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> but you knew that you wanted to renovate it yourself from the get-go? How do you know that you need 50K? Like, how do you know the price of anything at that point? I just thought that 50K was a number where worst... Like, I, I calculated what the house needed to... to like, Which is what? It needed flooring, painting, and some other cosmetic upgrades. It needed that much. I was okay, if I budget roughly about 50K for this project, it's the amount where even, even worst case, the house doesn't sell. These are things that the house needed, mm-hmm. and it'll it'll stick with the home, yeah. right? So my parents, didn't ha- you know, so they, they they pulled a line of credit out for me, they gave it to me, and I ran out of the house, and you know I was finding. <laughs> I rent. just said I ran out of the house. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I Mexico. Out, <laughs> I, I ran out. I managed the project. But I ran out of the house, and I, you know it was crazy. You know we were moving out of the house. We were taking stuff out. It was a busy Where, three. Where'd weeks. you live in the? Time. My parents rented. I rented an Airbnb for them, but I lived in the home. So literally, all I left in the house was a mattress for myself. Oh damn! So I would move the mattress from one corner of the house to the other corner of the house, and I just crash every night. I'd wake up again, and then help all the trades get going. Right? And then you three. lived in my place, bro. That was after. That was after. That was after. That's a one. That he wouldn't leave. <laughs> that's that's after the house, house sold, and we were complete on the other house. You fell in um, love. <laughs> so anyway, so we, we renovated the house. Um, I interviewed a bunch of realtors and I found one that uh, I connected with, with. And after three weeks on the dot, we ran, uh, we, we sold the house. Why did you interview, interview realtors? Oh, interviewed, interviewed realtors for, to sell our to house. To sell the house, yeah. gotcha. And they came in different evaluations. I knew what the house wanted to sell for. And so finally one of them actually came and pitched me that number. And I was like, okay, you're done. Yeah. You're hired. Um, and so once the house went on the market, it sold within two days over asking. Everyone told me you're being stupid for selling your house. It was November of 2019. It was a pretty stagnant, slow market. Yeah. And our house had like 50, um, you know, people walking through that first day, which is crazy. Why, why do you think it is? I remember the house it, I remember showed it so well. I remember the uh, front looked really nice. Yeah. It had great curb appeal. Yeah, I remember that. The house just I, again, like I knew what helped. So like we added a bunch of accent lighting, stone, uh, you know, veneer stone brick on the outside. Just the house looked really good in photos. Yeah, yeah So it just draw a lot of attention to the house. It looked okay, very so appealing, like from the curb outside. Yeah, was, was a mess. Yeah. yeah. So so okay, so the house sold. House sold in two days, and uh, one of my friends. Um, who was actually my realtor for my first property th- that I bought, uh, reached out to me. He called me. He congr- congratulated me. He's like, hey, congrats on the sale. Was it Armand? Um, no. I um, actually didn't know Armand back then. Is this before or after you threw that event with before, the realtors? Before. before. So so he called me and said, hey, congrats on the sale. Uh, I was like, thanks very much. He's like, hey, you should just as a career path. And I, I should day one. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. And I was like, that kind of struck something in me. And I was like, I didn't even think this is a career thing. Like in my in my life and in what my parents had instilled in me, it was you go to school and you study and you come out doing exactly what you studied, uh-huh. right? You study science, you go become a doctor. You study engineering, you become an engineer. And so I was like, okay, this is interesting. So I started reaching out to people and just saying, hey, you know, what do you think about this? I asked my realtor and I said, look, I knew we had like literally 50 realtors in this house. I want the list of every realtor that came in and I want to call them. So he gave me the list, and then I asked them. My follow-up question was, "Tell me the one because our house went to multiple offers." Mm-hmm. So I knew there were two or three specific people that showed a lot of interest in the mm-hmm. home. So I contacted all of them, 
honestly, three quarters just fucking hang up, hung up the phone on me. Right? They were like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Well, wait, you called them and and I was like, hey, my name is Mitha. I'm the son of like this person who ran away. And they're like, okay, like call me after because it's also end of we're, we're nearing December. What now. were you asking? You were call, them? Yeah, you were calling them to 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 want to renovate their house. I wanted to meet for coffee. The realtor. Yeah. Gotcha. And and okay. Uh, okay. Side story. Like back then, your business plan was different, though, right? Uh, yeah. So I didn't want to renovate to renovate or build to build. It was I thought my uh, my pre-sale factor was was to, yeah to, yeah to renovate yeah. a home to the point where it was strategic and it would sell at the most optimal value. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember when I told everyone, they're like, especially this guy. This guy's like, yo, that's the stupidest, <laughs> most niche market, yeah. right? And you're dealing with cl- like you're dealing with budgets that are just makes no sense because you're limiting so, yourself you're and limiting how do yourself, you yeah. how do you know that a house increases in value how do you know it was supposed to sell well, 1 million and now it's going to sell 1.2 right yeah, yeah but it it got the ball rolling it got the ball rolling. but it's also funny because like um in vancouver every like six months it feels like the market's different so yeah. one month you can do absolutely nothing and sell for an insane amount yeah. versus right now you kind of have to do a little bit of something yeah. to get your house moving yeah. so so it, it, it was a really, really interesting um, cup, couple of days, actually. Well, about a week. So I started calling and calling and calling, and uh, a bunch of them hung up. There were two or three realtors that actually spoke with me over the phone. And then um, one of them didn't answer, which I really wanted to answer. One of them actually is a really big name in uh, West Van, Jason Soprovich. He sat down with her coffee with me. Shouts out, Jason. <laughs> Uh, we actually grabbed drinks at Rula's once. It was, yeah. it was good. It was fun. Um, I met him at Starbucks. I, can't remember, I think it was like 6, 7 in the morning, right? That's an early riser. Uh, I uh, I look up to him and uh, he sat down with me. Nothing came out of it, but it was just, it gave me a little bit more motivation to keep going because I was like, okay, someone's actually giving me the time of day. And he has kids my age too, so I think maybe that was part of it. Mm-hmm. So that was done. And then finally, one of the realtors that I really wanted to call, uh, he called me back. Um, and, um, that was everything to me. So, uh, his clients got outbid on my parents' home. So they were the ones fighting tooth and nail at the very end. And so he said, Hey, my clients, um, got outbid on your house. So I've seen the house. I was like, okay, great. I'd love to meet for coffee with you. This is something I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do as a career. And I want to get your insight on it. He's like, sure. So I met with him for coffee again, really early riser. And, uh, we sat down. And he said, yeah, nice meeting you. You did a really good job. Uh, my, my clients got outbid, but funny enough, they bought a house not too far from here that needs a full rent. It's stuck in the 80s. And I was like, at this point, like bells are ringing my, hell, my head, right? But I didn't think anything was going to come to fruition from it. Um, he's like, would you like to meet him? I was like, of course, I'd love to, right? So he set up an email introduction. I met with these clients. And what I did going into it, I think, is what sold them on me which was a I, cl- I cleaned up really well for the meeting um but i found photos because they hadn't taken possession yet. I, t- I found photos of the entire listing and i made an entire project proposal on things that i would recommend renovating mm-hmm. so i gave them a budget for it and i was itemized i was like the kitchen the flooring the painting i would change the windows here. this is on the first meeting first meeting i only ha- i went in with a proposal right nice. like i would yeah. recommend removing this wall and that wall at pot lights, whatever. And again, at this point, I don't really know anything, right? But I just kind of roughly know cost. I did so much intensive research. Yeah, that's actually a really good uh, point. Like if you're taking a leap, 
especially where no one should really no one should really trust you. You renovated no one, one house. Should have trusted me. <laughs> you renovated one house that was your parents' house, and obviously, if you screw that up, well, they still love you. They're your parents. Yeah. But if you want to optimize an opportunity, then show up as prepared as possible. Like, don't exactly. even don't even have like have all your ducks in a row, and don't have any slight chance where you might not get something or not optimize. I guess the opportunity yeah. because. If you come prepared, you can yeah full itemized list. That's, that's sweet. Everything, and then yeah. I even had, <laughs> I had even printed out a before and after photo, like the best one, the front view of my parents' home. So I just went in with full force. There was no room for any questions to be asked of my professionalism. Yeah, right. And they loved it, and uh, you know, it's funny enough, they didn't really question my lack of experience. They just said, hey. To be honest, we loved what you did with your parents' home. We were upset that we couldn't get it, but we want you, ideally, if you want to, to emulate what you did for your parents' home for our home. And again, at this point, I'm, like, I'm still a kid. Like I don't know why, but I just this is all happening so quickly that I just couldn't imagine it. So a couple of weeks go by. Um, they're like, hey, we finally got a date to go view the home. We're bringing like four other contractors in, uh, come by and bid on the project. So I went there and I invited like, 10 trades random trades right a couple that i knew how did you find these yeah. trades yeah a couple of them worked at my parents place a couple other ones that had referred me from those people uh, and anyway we get there do, do they still work for us no no none of them none of them um and again that's just yeah. part of growing and experience and stuff right but um anyways we get there and i remember like nowadays i don't take like 10 trades but I, I go by myself maybe maybe one specific trade if that is particular to that one project that i think but beyond that, I'll go in. Well, tomorrow here. we have a big trade walkthrough. But that's because the project's already leading to being signed. Like, we're doing, like, a final call mm, down on it, right? Gotcha. So th- I've already given a, a, an approximation okay. on the cost. Um, so um, I get there, and I'm stressing, right? Because everyone's so professional, and my trades are just, like, so just walking around. So Like, my trades are just walking around wherever they can. I can't control, like, 10 people. I'm sweating bullets. I'm in the corner just trying to, like make myself just like recoup myself and i, I remember i remember you called me I, after i came out of the car yeah. and i called them and what did i say yeah you were like it was like a zoo man like i invited <laughs> way <laughs> too many people yeah. yeah i was like you know i fucked up like i had but, s- i but, had it in the bag and i fucked but up. that's kind of like you didn't know at the time but that's kind of normal for a trade walk through somewhat for people to be like okay here we are i'm a drywaller i'm gonna Cap, walk you've seen my trade walkers no, no 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 but it's not unusual for people to just walk around the house but, and and then look, there are trades and there are trades. Some of them are man, like yeah, yeah. yeah not some are rough. Wall to, dress, yeah, very yeah, rough yeah. on the edges. Can't talk that. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's um, you have different levels, right? You gotta, and, you gotta supervise. We them. now we've we've like we've picked through the bunch of them. We we have good ones that are pretty good with the clients as well, and they're yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. show them to the clients. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I don't you know saw back then. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was I, I called and I was like, yo. I shut like it's done like I, I completely and utterly fucked up um, anyways a few days go by and the clients are like hey um, can you send us your quote by next week everyone's they, gonna send it did they say anything about the amount of people that they had there like what you were stressing about the most did they say anything about that no but I just saw a couple of my trades talking to the clients and I was like yo like like they're busy, like they're doing other things. Like don't waste their time right now, right? It just it just didn't yeah, feel yeah. well. Like I don't, I don't mind. Like you can talk to them on a different any other day, but like right now we were here for a job and we only have like a half hour window that the other realtor has given us. Maximize mm-hmm. it. 
Anyways, I leave it. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. They call me like, hey, give us a quote by next time. I was like, yeah. Like, I was I was shocked they even got back to me. By the way, just one question. Did the other contractors also bring their own traits? No. Or? I think one of them brought me one. The other one was like, came with one. Okay. Uh, and they came by myself. Like, they're just professional, whatever. Well, I was so. there. Okay, so, yeah, you were you were, oh, you were there. Team. Yeah, I was there. I was part of a, this is a, <laughs> this is a, this is a little side story, but uh, when I had the project, um, I mean, sorry, I, I went to that same job walkthrough, but I went part of a different contractor. Did you call him? Did, so actually, did, did I, you I call Alex? Alex? I was calling out Gotcha. Okay. So, I didn't know you back then. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I came as part of this walkthrough. I was one of those monkey trades that would just walk around the whole house. Yeah, I was walking around everywhere. I was like, just paint. well, because I'm painting. I like, I just need to look at the walls everywhere, and that's it. And then I'm out. And uh, I took photos of the house, right? And I didn't know Murdad at the time. I took photos of the house, and on my Google Drive, there's still a photo that I took, and Murdad's in the background sweating. He's like, you can see the stress out. He's just like, he's like frozen, like picture frame frozen, stressed out. Um, and then I quoted that job uh, with a different contractor that I guess was, was going to sub it out to me, and then you were subbing out. It was a big, big ordeal. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then I met Murdad like six months later. And then we found out that we were on the same crazy walkthrough. Like, when I came to help him out at the end of the job, because um, his painter left, so I had, had come and just, like, helped him with a few small things and i was like when i saw the address i was like oh i've been here like i i quoted this yeah. this job a long time ago anyways but yeah and anyway, so i quoted the project and um came to it i sent a proposal that was very very aggressively priced like i knew that my margin was so low but i was like hey i have no experience and my whole pitch was that i have no other projects i have no other clients let you me just get this I no no but I told told I told the client like you are my sole focus. I have no life. I have no friends. I have no girlfriend. <laughs> this is my only you know purpose what? in life. Other side note: the client actually, uh, you know, one part of my pitch was that hey, like honestly, you can ask me anything you want. And then she was like, it, 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 it sounds weird now, but it was it was just trying to be funny. It was like she was like, do you have a girlfriend? Sounds because no because because <laughs> I said you have my sole attention right. Yeah. And she was like, do you have a girlfriend? And I was like. No. <laughs> <laughs> what year was this? This was 20, 2019. Oh. This is this December 2019. 2019. Pre-pandy. Pre-pandemic. Yeah, that, that was a huge jump. But anyway, so I quoted the project, and it was really well-priced. And um, I remember I was at Starbucks. For some reason, I got a phone call, and they were like, hey, I'm sorry, but How we're going it? with someone else. How much was it? Holy like, shit! Yeah. For the whole thing? Oh my god! I, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. I think around that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, anyway, so that and I was like, I was like, okay, but uh, this is where my sale. I was like, hey, with all due respect, I am sorry to hear that, but can I get the other person's quote because I know for a fact, like, you know, there has to be something wrong because the, the guy was like, oh, you, um, your price was actually very close to the other guy's price. I, I, you know, and I was like, that's, it's impossible, right? So he emailed me the other person's quote that like the, I was the top two contenders and uh, I reviewed it. And then instantly I was finding this, 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 and this. And I was like, okay, right off the bat, I included a whole kitchen. The other guy hadn't even included the kitchen. 
So I knew, okay, this guy literally just went to the bottom number and just saw the prices and it was like, okay, cheaper, done, or this price. And I, so I called him and I was like, hey, I, I'm gonna requote. I'm gonna just let you know, like I've included like 30 other things that no one else has included in these prices. So right off the bat, the kitchen was gone. That was like 35 grand just tossed yeah. from the coal. Right, right there, I, I won the bid right there. There's a few other components that I compared and contrasted. So I think I, I, I came down another like 40, 50K. And then he was like, okay, let us review it again. A couple of days later, I get a phone call and he's like, hey, we'd love to work with you. And I'm ecstatic, right? Just beyond, beyond ecstatic. And I remember um, we went to Whistler, remember? Which which one? Before like, the whole pa- pandemic thing. Um, right we went to Whistler a oh, bunch of guys times. To, to Momo's house. That was that was mid pandemic, bro. I don't know. So this all this time went by, right? Yeah. So okay. they so they told me you're gonna get it, or whatever. But anyway, so but before that, I got I got they gave me a five thousand uh, dollar deposit, which now I think like that's nothing for a budget of that size. But whatever, I took it, I framed it, right? And that was that was uh, that was the start of my career. I thought, I thought you had started the project by the time we went to Whistler. No, you're right. I, I hadn't started it. But pandemic hit and we stopped. So we were going to do the project before they moved in. Pandemic hit. And then they were like, shit, like we can't, you know, leave. And it, that's a whole yeah, different story. Yeah, it was story. scary. At the, you couldn't yeah. have trades in the house. It, yeah. was, it was, yeah. That's a whole you different thing. You come like uh, two people at a time. Yeah. House, yeah. But like, blah, blah, blah. Like all that aside, project went well. Um, th- through social media, that kind of grew from it. But that's how I started. And and uh, social media kind of bootstrapped Pro- my business. Project went well. Um, project went really well. Like, well, I, okay, well, well, well. It went, the house didn't burn down. You didn't flood anything. My time, but I remember you were stressed. Of course, I was, out. I was there. I was there every single day, three, four times a day. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm, I was cleaning I up you, that site solely myself, twice a day. Yeah. Morning, I would wake up in the morning at seven. I would go clean the site before the guys came, and I'd go back in at like seven o'clock at night yeah. and clean up the site again myself. Yeah, no, very, very good. Right. I um, I just remember there was this one thing where you had like a. A new trade. I think he was installing cabinets. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, let's talk about it. Talk let's about talk about that. it. He was installing cabinets, right? And he was it supposed was, to. It was, the, it was the it was the primary bedroom. Uh, the primary closet. bedroom closet. It's like it's face front when you walk in. It's, it's nice cabinets. And he drilled the handle holes on the wrong side of the door. Both sides. Both sides. Yeah. Oh, he drilled both sides. So, so the door that opened this way, he drilled it there, and then also wait, the on the hinge side, he drilled it on. He drilled the cabinets on the, on the drill side. So, I I I think he got fixed. You, but he left the house. He's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And he just left the house, dipped. You missed the whole point of the story. What do you mean, bro? This guy calls me. I don't know. This guy, by the way, is a sub for another sub, right? And he does carpentry, and so I was looking for carpentry, and he's like, Hey, I'm looking for some extra cash. I can build this for you. And I was like, okay. Is this um, the same guy that installed the TV at my place? No, no, no. Um, and um, I don't like this story. But he uh, <laughs> he called me, and all I hear is, Murdad, I fucked up. Murdad, I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> and I'm like, what the? F- what did you do? Like, it can't. Like, what? It can't be that bad, right? And he's like, I can't. I'm so sorry. I, I'm done. I'm the stupidest idiot. I'm gonna kill myself. Oh, oh I remember you called the police. Yeah. So he's like, I'm, I'm literally going to kill myself. And he just hung up the phone. And I was like, fuck me. Like, I don't know this guy. Yeah. And I'm not going to have someone's life on my hands here. Yeah. So yo, I called the cops. I 
called the cops and I had photos of the house and I, I remember I had his license plate. So the license plate, his name, everything I sent to the cops. And uh, was he like, dude, why'd you call the cops? I'm not actually going to He's actually choked at me. He's like, now I'm like on a list for watch or whatever. I'm like, yo, I don't know. You can't make that kind of claim, joke or yeah. comment or claim. Like, it's like, no. Um, yeah, I remember the cops came. And imagine, this is a, a nice residential area, cul-de-sac, families. I went door to door, knocking everyone's doors like, hey, this, because they saw like three cop cars outside the house, right? I went door to door. I told everyone what happened. I was like, hey, these people, you know, whatever, whatever. And I told the clients about it before they, you know, they found out from someone else just to keep ahead of it. Yeah, there were a lot of hurdles, a ton of learning experiences, but it made the company and me where I am today. And Murdad wanted to quit. But I yeah, told so, I told so the last, quit. yeah, my painter absolutely screwed me over at the time. Not me. Not, yeah, not you. And uh, the night he took a, he took the entire payment from me and he's like, I'm, I need, I need the next like three, four grand or I'm leaving. I was like, <laughs> oh, extra on top of what you no no his, his, no his greed upon but he I didn't know like I you know what I mean like, like I need it and I was like okay I was like hey wait there ten minutes I'll be there and we can talk about it he's like no I'm gonna leave and I was like I pulled over the side of the road and I e transferred him right stupid wait the w- work wasn't done no he was he was threatening me to leave and not finish and he knew I was in a corner because the project had to be delivered by tomorrow and he couldn't deliver to that timeline uh, even though he had shit ton of time and um. Wow, he he just left, and I get there, and there's a ton of painting left, right? And I'm panicking. He still left. He left. He left. He left. He He completely screwed me over and left. I had a trade the other day. Um, a a sub. He wanted. Uh, he finished the the project, right? He finished the project. Sends me photos. He's like, done. Can you send money now? I'm like. No, I haven't even been there. Of course, now with the amount of experience that, that I have, I'm not going to pay until I go. I check it out. We do deficiencies, everything, all that stuff. So then when I get there, like a day later, I look and like, not good. You know, like. Even what was wh- done wasn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just just not good. Like, painting was, was horrible. So I had them come back, fix everything. Had to come back twice because it, it just wasn't done properly another time. Because um, I wanted to make sure it looked good, obviously. So, and then after that, I paid. Like, okay, let's go. It's good. But yeah, we we so, went for so dinner. So, so, so when, that, when that painter left, I was stressing out. Like, I was, I had so many things that I was doing back then, right? I was installing all the all the appliance handles. I had to peel off all the protective covering off the cabinets, right? I had to do just clean up the house before the, the you know put all, everything on the bin before the cleaners came the next day. Uh, smoke detectors were still left. Because uh, the inspector added them to the scope at the last minute on our final building inspection. Um, all that. And then I'm freaking out because paint's not done. And paint is honestly subtle, but one of the most important parts of a project. Because it, it's finishings. Finishings, exactly. That last 5% is the most Part important. Part that you see, yeah. Exactly. So remember, I didn't know Vlad. And um, I called him. I, I didn't know what else to do. I called him. I was like, yo, I need your help. And this is like at like... Eight, nine o'clock at night. No, no, no. You called me during the day at like 2, 3 p.m. Okay. I'm in a Starbucks working and I was doing some like admin work and I'm like, oh, this guy's calling me. <laughs> oh, you like, knew my dad. Barely. Like, Barely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know what it feels like to be in a panic. Like when you have a deadline that's like approaching and it's not going to stop approaching because time moves forward and then you need help immediately or else you're screwed. And he calls and he's like, 
hey, like, how are you? Whatever. I need your help. I have a project tomorrow, whatever all stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you need help now, <laughs> hey? Looks like you didn't hire the right guy for the job. I don't know, whatever. You didn't say that. I didn't say that, but that's what, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. And then I went there. It was like, it was just a few things that you wanted to help with. A few things just, that, just that, a few things that nice. were really in your eye. Yeah, that yeah. I want. Like, I remember like the, the, the white rises for the stairs. I wanted those to be perfect because the lights, the LED lights would hit them. The yeah. fireplace, the um, fireplace was, fireplace was scratched up and I wanted that to be painted. Was that the first time you guys actually talked? No, briefly we had, we had inter- 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 That was the, actually the first time we, I think, spent more than like two minutes together. Yeah, yeah. What, you guys knew each other too? No, but like he, he came and bid on, 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 uh, on something else that I was just doing for a family member. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I didn't, you know, we didn't work together and whatever, but, <laughs> but anyways, that's family. my story. So through social media kind of grew from there and then there's much more I can talk about, but that's, that's how I started. Wait, but we want to talk about what how happened you almost to the quit. painting. Yeah. Okay. So how I quit was, well, I just didn't quit, I, well, I didn't quit but quit. I was so stressed and I was like, you know what? Like I, I can't like, this is, I'm, you're dealing with not only a ton of people, but different characters yeah everyone has their and this is this is why i tell clients like i i want to work my own trades because everyone's different and you need to know how people operate to maximize their potential and skill mm-hmm. and like down to their coffee order if i know that what type of coffee that person likes what kind of pizza toppings that guy likes i can motivate them and if i can't have that kind of information I'm just at their disposal. You show up or you don't show up. Yeah. There's no way for me to, and projects, as you know, you don't to treat go, people with respect. Of course, utmost respect. And if I can, if I can, I don't know how to serve them. I can't please them, and I can't make them show me their best work. That's so true. Yeah. So and so, Flip I remember. Uh, I obviously I wanted to pay back, so I took you for dinner and we talked about just everything. And and you've been doing this for about, I think about a year before me. A year, but I had just finished. I had my first stressful summer, like I think a year before that. Yeah. And I was like, I totally knew where you were coming from, but I'm like, just, just push through it. Like yeah. you're like, you're like, cause we were, we were, again, we were, uh, we were nearing you, the new year you, now you build on, on stresses. So if you yeah. achieve a certain level of stress, you can now handle everything under that with ease. And then each, you're not triggered each by level of stress, you build a new level of, um, tolerance. To, yeah. A new level of tolerance and success too. So. You know all about tolerance now. <laughs> um, but yeah, stressing? So, well, there were a couple of projects that I was stressing about, but he pulled through like a champ. Oh, yeah, no, um, but yeah, so tell me about you, it. He sat me down and he was like, you know, this is what I do. This is how I overcome it. And look, it will get easier, easier. This is your, literally your first project. And most people's first projects is like a dinky bathroom. Yeah. And yours was a full on home in a really nice area. You have a great, foundation to stand on because i did everything i did i did every part of a home on my first project so i learned everything in a very quick you did bathrooms too there i I did yeah we had three bathrooms oh wow did did you uh get structural work engineers everything did you get the payment back from the painter that left no no you think he's gonna that was a huge i had to to get that much but whatever like that's part of the growing so he just took the money and just left we so I then uh, that's, that's that's a whole different thing. I can go. I can literally talk about that guy for hours. But is he still in business? Probably. Unfortunately. Probably yeah. But I, let's just say I called every person that works with them and I told them what happened. Okay. Especially his biggest client that he was bragging about, which is why, like a construction oh, company remember. that I look up to, what especially you know yeah. like they're they're leaps and leaps you know bigger than i am and 
I called the owner and I just told them very nice, respectful. I was like, hey, just letting you know, this guy is using your company name and to, to land other projects, which I know you do amazing work and I look up to you. Um, just letting you know, he completely. Did he even work for them? Did he yeah, actually he did. work for them? And, and, and his experience wasn't like that with him. Yeah. But and he just said, I appreciate you letting me know. And uh, very soon after that, the, the painter actually called my clients and with some arguments came back and wrapped it up. Oh, he, he came he back? He came back, right? Okay. But it took me to get him to that level to get him back. But yeah. But did you, Vlad, did you do some painting in that uh, site? No. No? I, 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 the fireplace, I think I spray painted it black. That and the, st and the staircase. The and some yeah. other little touch-ups here and there. Okay. Just things that were like, like, you know what I mean? Like there's always deficiencies, but like there are some areas that you want your first grand w reveal to yeah. really showcase. And I, those are things that I, I did wanted. what I could for like two hours. Cause I yeah. think I was there from like six to eight. And my cousin came and helped me like, <laughs> yeah. like oh, you went the same day. Yeah. yeah. Dude, this the night before this I, I was site, showing the house the next day. The site was like, well, it wasn't done. Like it just didn't look done. Right. Like there's like Ram board everywhere, boxes, like just everything. And, and, and I'm like, Oh, like when are you supposed to finish? He's like, He's like, I'm giving the keys at like 8 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> well, it, was it, was, it, was like, it was like 6 p.m. the next day. 6 yeah. p.m. I'm, I'm, I'm like, tomorrow? I'm like, dude, you're not going to finish. We pulled through. Almost like just like I was about laughed to be like, yeah, like I almost laughed. Like, oh, you want me to? No, 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 no. Were you hands-on back then yourself? Yeah, I was like 50-50 hands-on. 50-50. Like to, for me to get on the tools at that time. It was not a slap in the face by that time. Like, no, 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 no. no. It, like... it wasn't a stretch. It mm -hmm. was like, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. Because when, when COVID first hit, I had fired all my subs because um, I wanted to hire new ones. And then, the, like, there was no work for, like, March, April, May. So yeah. if I got, like, an apartment, I'd just do it myself, spend the whole week there. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, you motivated me to stay, stick with it. And honestly, the best decision I've ever made. So, yeah. did you end up making money on that project? A little bit, maybe. A little bit. I mean, I mean, it depends how you consider making money, or if your time and your you made money after with the other projects if, that if you got. That's why you course, have the company, right? That, it's like it, it's like that, an investment. It, it's like okay, think about it. also who gives like twenty two year old, twenty three, yeah, twenty three, full whatever, house, a full house, your entire that's that's and that that project set the precedent for what my values are. You're giving me the biggest asset of your home. You're giving me your financial investments. I'm going to deal with it with the utmost respect and pride. Like I, I completely can put myself where you are right now in your shoes and I understand. And I want to make sure that you feel heard, valued, respected, not only you as an individual, but how you're spending your money. Yeah. And I will always tell clients if I have an opinion, I'm like, Hey, don't spend the money. I have someone else that can do it, or I have another alternative solution that can save you money. Yeah. I don't care if I can. Don't even it. do it sometimes. Don't, we there's say so many that times I'll just turn down the project. I'm like, you know what? You can find someone cheaper who can do this, and that's what your project needs. Is not someone this hand, whatever for whatever reason. But I don't. I, I'm not just gonna glorify it. Really, I. You know what I mean? Like, I think real estate has that in its industry. The professionals and like even how you dress for a project. Yeah. Someone, a realtor selling a $200,000 house dresses just as well selling a $20 million house. And I really tried to emulate that into construction where yeah. that's a huge lack, I think. Yeah, and that doesn't exist in construction. Like, it, it exists, it does, but it does but, exist. but not a lot. Like, I would say, like, it's super archaic, right? And most of the 
a lot of older generations. Because um, like, they've been able to get away with it. Yeah. Why, yeah, why improve for someone that it d- doesn't need to, yeah. unfortunately? You know, that's it's very it's mentality. Yeah. yeah, very archaic, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. Continue. No, that, that's it. That, that, that's, that's my story, right? Oh, but I was going to say, oh, even if you lost money on the first project, let's say you lost like, I don't know, five, ten grand, right? The you basically pay into like an education like that was like a crash course on construction business renovating so like instead of you know spending a year at school you really just condense that you paid for a learning lesson yeah really and that's a lot of mistakes that are ever made like my but mistakes I, I always just think well i learned a lot more for with the outcome and you'll make more mistakes later. yeah yeah um, but shout out to those changed my life yeah gary volk that realtor who sat down with me introduced me he changed my life and my clients that first house changed my life in every imaginable way they created who i am today and i am forever grateful for them because of it crazy so i think that was a great great intro to yourself so (laughs) you rescom how long have the uh Se- it, se- second episode we can just do me if you want yeah oh we could just keep going keep going how much time do I have one o'clock I have another half hour yeah mine, mine wouldn't be that long so, <laughs> <laughs> so I met my friend Murdad. <laughs> um so okay so you own Rescom Drywall and yeah, Painting yeah. right and you started the business now three years ago L- technically like longer and co- okay so I first started it with uh, with a friend of mine that I worked with um, because well give it back like you first the so painting went, so you went you went to you okay yeah, yeah yeah I'll go way back I'll go way I'll go I'll go way back okay oh yeah by the way I love how you said long story short and then you proceeded to talk for thirty eight minutes yeah thirty eight minutes yeah <laughs> well, you guys kept asking no, the different course, parts yeah of course yeah no, I'm I'm just fucking with you um so when I was in high school. I was the first door-to-door salesperson for someone that started a painting company, and they were doing just residential exterior painting at the time. I hate those. They open. You need any exterior painting? No, bitch. Shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I re- if I remember the pitch. Hi, I'm Vlad. With it was called Pure Lux Painting. Hi, I'm Vlad with Pure Lux Painting. We're walking around that that area giving free quotes for. Um, oh yeah free quotes for painting can i book you in and then they'll be like yeah sure like they'll be like, oh can you do this and, and they'll start showing me things but i'm just like a 15 year old kid or like 16 i'm just like but you're tall and you don't need a ladder so just, can you just tall. paint that corner for me <laughs> yeah they're just like i want to do this to my house i'm okay like i'll have my, my boss come whatever so yeah so i would do that and then i would email him at the end of the day being like hey these are the leads call them whatever and then um we ended up hiring someone else, so I it was me and, and another guy, and then I, I started to get like pretty ambitious with this guy. By the way, his name is Evan. I was like, Evan, like, if we hire like two more people, I can manage them for you, right? Like, just pay me like like a little more. I think I was getting paid. We we're figuring out what's the best way to pay me, right? It was like fifteen bucks an hour at the time, which back then with commission or no? Yeah, it would have been like two percent of the of the revenue. Yeah. And then um, 
fifteen dollars back then was pretty good because I think minimum wage is like ten twenty five. So oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I did door to door. We hired some other people that I like, quote unquote, managed, and then we went. Uh, and, and and then I I would offer him areas that I think are better, and he's like, okay, let's like try it out. That didn't work. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I worked with with him on and off for for a few years, painting a little bit, more door to door, little stuff, and his company grew pretty quick and then i went to bcit and then while in bcit I actually tried starting a company called camland which was like backyard offices um a tiny house a tiny because yeah. back then tiny homes were like coming up it was like 20 it was all over hgtv and everything yeah, 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 it was yeah. all over social media back then yeah yeah, yeah. They, were, they, yeah. Were, they were huge and so i i would actually go door to door in port moody on ioko road and I had these flyers, which I still have some at my parents' house. But I had a friend of mine like help me design the flyers, and she so worked. Was it before, after you played first time for yourself. Before. 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 So uh, she made the flyer, and then she went to BCIT for um, interior design. Um, shouts out Miriam, and uh, you actually met her. I'll I'll tell you later. Um, so. Uh, she designed what this tiny house or backyard office would look like. So I had like on the front a description of what the company is. And then on the back, there's this like step-by-step thing where it's like first, choose your uh, purpose. Second, choose your interior finishings. Third, uh, choose your exterior finishings. And then like do you want add-ons like security tech a fireplace do you want this whatever it, it's actually really really well thought out so it, it's like a smaller like laneway deta- oh, it's like a it was 200 square foot it was purposed to be like 120 square feet like literally oh, just a bedroom is that is that the legal amount for having something in your back so that's a funny story i someone told me like oh yeah like so when i actually came to build my first tiny house because i went to vancouver general contractors right because i was like i need someone to build this for me and i go there into their office and I'm like 18 19 I'm like hey it looks like, 42 though <laughs> I want to I want to build a backyard office for my business do you guys think this is a good idea and this project manager like sat me down he's like listen you shouldn't build it through us like we're going to charge you so much for this little project like awesome. yeah I, I, well, sorry was this for a client or was this for yourself to just for myself for because, yourself uh, in that same meeting he was like uh, you should build it for yourself, right? And then build the second one for a client, third one, and just start like figuring out what the best way is to build yeah. it. And I was like, okay, sure. So then I went to Dick's Lumber, and uh, I was like, hey, I want to. You know, how much do you think were you expecting it would cost? You're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh how much I thought. Probably back then was cheaper. But sure, back then. <laughs> but the, no, the price I'm gonna tell you. How much do you think? Ah. Uh, I thought it was gonna be ten grand. I knew he was gonna say that number. Ten grand. And, and Every client's number for anything is ten grand in their head. But but did the contractor say any he builders? He didn't give me any price. But the, the, right now we didn't that get would be to that. We didn't get to that. Right uh, now, my guess is someone's gonna try. If you want it, like yeah, actually 50. utilize everything, yeah, probably close to fifty. I forget how much I I I paid. Back then, I wouldn't be surprised if you do it for like 30 k. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Right. Anyway, so I went to Dick's Lumber and I was like, "Hey, I want to build this. How much wood do I need?" The guy's like, 
I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> drawings, I'm like, well, it's like 10 by 12 and it looks like like this. Like, how much wood do I need? He's like, what's the roof like? I don't know, like slanted, like, like a cool, like modern slanted roof. He's like, okay. Um, he like draws out like studs, like how many studs per, per wall. He's like, you need this many two by fours, this much plywood, this much this. Well, this you much. had no, nothing, no draw, no nothing. Like I had, uh, I had, um, like, uh, a designed drawing, but it didn't have specs. Oh, okay. It was just a pretty photo. Right. Okay. I was like, I want it to like, like so you that. Tell if it was a, you know, 30 by 30 or a 10 by 10. You had no inference on, on dimensions. I had on 10 the by drawing. 12. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. No, no, no. So we figured that out, um, and then the timeline's kind of confusing a little bit, but I, I think I bought all the wood, so I spent like $1,500 on the wood. Who's parents. Shouts out parents. Because I was 18, I didn't have any money saved up. So so my, my dad actually, like, he lent me the money, I, like, thinking back now, because one, he wants me to, he wants to support any kind of business endeavor. Because I guess he wants to invest into his kids, and then uh, secondly, uh, maybe he thought it was actually gonna be something. Who knows? But I think it was mostly the first one, just not shut down any ideas to keep like the entrepreneurial, yeah, the entrepreneurial drive and hunger going. Um, so, anyways, uh, bought the lumber, and shouts out Devin. Devin actually uh, went with me to the lumber store. His truck? No, back then he didn't have a truck. He had no car. I used my dad's Lexus with a trailer attached to it. So it was like an old like trailer. And we put all the wood in there. And then we bought all the doors and all the windows from Surrey New and Used. And we spent like the whole day, like in the rain, like driving back and forth from like different places. That was an effort. Anyways, bought all the wood. And I'm like, okay, now I have to hire someone to build this thing for me. So, um, I hired a guy off Craigslist who was a carpenter. He wanted 25 bucks an hour, so 200 bucks a day. And, and a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did smoke a lot. But um, I, I interviewed him at a Starbucks as if I knew what to ask, right? I'm like 19, 20. Yeah. And I interviewed him, and I was like, I want to build this. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, like we can do it, right? We kind of like discussed it. He started like a week later. His name was Ted. Ted Bundy. <laughs> I don't remember his name, actually. Um, but so the first day that we started, we built like uh, the foundation. Yeah. And uh, which was all pressure treated. But I remember like I was helping him like cut. I was cutting and he was like doing everything. And then I remember my friend called me. This is in the summertime. It was like August. My friend calls me. He's like, hey, like, let's go hang out, Brody. He's like, let's go to the beach. Like whatever i was like dude like i have to help this guy like build this thing he's like but you hired him for him to build it i was like yeah but like i should still be here and know like what the hell's going on anyways he builds most of it he flakes halfway through um i guess because he realized it wasn't enough money for him <laughs> 25 bucks an hour this is back in like 20 oh my god it's like 2015 Jeez. yeah it's 2015 2016 and uh, realized it wasn't enough money, I guess. And then over the course of a year, like, this place slowly came to fruition. Drywall and, and painting I did myself, flooring I did myself, put the baseboards in myself. Drywall, me and my dad hung up. Uh, we tried the 
the uh, taping first time, terrible. It was like the worst mudding job ever. We had a family friend come that, that was in the industry. He was like, this is horrible. <laughs> He's like, you're, anyways, it was bad. Hired someone else. They did it. Um, this is pre-Rescom. And then uh, when I started uh, Rescom, fuck, I, I, I can go on for the next hour. Like I have like. Wait, wait, so that, so that, so what so happened to that? Did you? Did you? Actually, I see the house. It looks really nice. So that business didn't go to fruition. It didn't go to fruition. Do you have any clients? The mar- No. The I, When I started it, I was like, this is cool. I want to do it. But I didn't have a marketing plan in mind. Like, I didn't know how I was going to pitch it, how I was going to sell it. So that, that, that was my number one mistake. I kept going with the idea when I didn't have a market for it in mind. And it wasn't just you. I know a lot of other people that tried that business. Yeah. Even in the States. It's very trendy. Yeah, yeah. There was I a just- big one in North Van. Um uh, West Coast, West Coast Outbuildings. That's what that's what it was. And I and I went there once as like a potential client because I wanted to scope out how they were doing it. And he looks at me. He's like, "Are you Camland? Do you?" I'm like, "Yeah." Even though I had like a Facebook page and like didn't have an Instagram. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah." He's like, oh, "He's like, okay, I'll show you everything." Right? Walks walks me around his like well, because he knows I'm not a, a legit no threat. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's 18, 19 year old kid. So he shows me everything. It's like my, my fixed cost every single month are 30 grand for this warehouse because he builds them in a warehouse and then they drive them out to, to places. But that company went under. Like they had to move from North Van to Squamish because it was too expensive there. And now I haven't heard anything about them. Um, anyways. Yeah. So, okay, so, so that business didn't go well. Didn't go and well. You went to BCIT. Went to BCIT. Business. I got a full time job for two years uh, doing uh, sales. Sales again, yeah. Outbound sales for for uh, construction. I company. think that's what I think that's the the uh, the common being for both of us at least. Common denominator. Denominator is that we both enjoy the sales part of it, right? Yeah. Like like you like that's that's the part that you do now. I you do management and so obviously I enjoy but you're, it. But you're a sale, but at the end of the day, you're a sales. Of company. course, of you course, have of to course. sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I enjoy um, meeting clients. Of I, course, of I, course. I, I, I enjoy qualified leads. I enjoy yeah, qualified yeah. leads. Yeah. I, I don't want to go through a thousand phone numbers. Anyways, so I went to BCIT, worked in outbound sales, and I contacted Evan again after years. I was like, hey, like, how's it going? Like, how's business? He's like, I, I met up with him. He was in an office. Business was booming for him, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. Um, and I, I stuck with my job for like a year and a half and I kind of felt like stagnant. Like I, I was 20. Yeah. I got that job when I was 20 to 22. I was making 65 K a year plus for a 20 year old. That, that's that feels lot. like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Back then too. Right. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay, like I want to move up now. Like what's the next step, right? I want to make six figures or I want to make more money. And I, I went through like interviews with the CEOs of the company that I worked for. And they're like, we love you. Whatever, all this stuff is great. Our company's growing. We're buying a bunch of stuff. However, like, where do you fit in here? And I was like, okay, well, this is what I like doing. I like doing this. I wanted to do like project management, um, but like be like an operations manager, but there was just no room for that. And the people in line for those positions have been in the company for like a while, right? So I was like, okay, I really saw no future there. So I was like, I want to start a business. Let me start a painting company because it's, it's all that I know. It's like zero startup, basically. So I started that with my friend that I worked with at the time at uh, at my job. A lot of notifications, popular guy. 
<laughs> um, with a friend that I had. And uh, we had a few projects in the summertime. I can go into depth about those later. Um, and then when I saw like that I had been at this job for two years and there was no like future opportunities that were near me. And when I went like on Indeed to look for other jobs, everything else was like not up to my standards of what I wanted. Um, That's a huge part too, I think, um, going into any business is looking at the industry. Like you said, it's archaic or whatever, but finding the pockets where improvement can be made. Uh-huh. right? And you try to resolve those issues as you've done. Yeah, so I, I saw there was nothing to do. I was like, I'm nothing well that just, you liked, and it it would be yeah, worth your time it, and be worth it, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, I feel like I'd just be stepping back. Yeah. So I was like, this, this is August, and I was like, fuck it, I'll just quit my job, and uh, I'll do this painting company full time. And then I think I got a lot of weird looks from people because they were like, dude, like you were, yeah. like I was driving a brand new car that like I leased. Um, I was like, like I was like, I spent a lot of money. I sp- Pretty much spent everything that I had. I was stupid. I didn't save enough, right? And Bella, did you have any hands-on painting experience yeah, I did. yourself? I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I, I worked for Evan in the summer times. I was. Oh, I was, you actually yeah, yeah. were hands-on yourself yeah, too. Yeah, but I wasn't. But you understood staying painting quietly. Uh, to some extent, more than the average. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. More than the average person, but still had to learn a lot, right? Um, and then uh, when I quit my job. I had a project lined up already, um, and uh, so I was like, okay, this is going to feed me for a, for a few months, but, so I had to give my car away, so my brand new car was gone, ouch, ouch. that was tough, um, and then I got a van, ouch, so I was, sing- <laughs> I was single at the time too, so like, if I went on dates, I had to drive this van. Oh my god. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine, bro, imagine going on a date and this guy shows up in a also, white. A six foot four man a comes out of a foot, van. Yeah. Let's With go, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, I remember one, like, months later after I've had the, the van for like months already, I was sitting at a uh, Fresh Slice or like Subway. It was like raining outside. Is that where you took the girls to? <laughs> it was like it was like raining outside. It was eight o'clock at night. I was like working overtime at this project oh, that, that was like failing. And then um, I like look outside and I see the same car that I used to have, like driving. And I was like, oh, I was like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Like I'm I'm, I'm painting like full time. Like I'm making way less because I didn't know how to quote, right? I'd spend way too much time at projects. I'd overspend on paint materials because you have to buy things. Right? You buy a sprayer, you buy brushes. You don't know how to utilize everything. So you're wasting a lot of money on materials. You don't know how to charge. Um, like my first big interior job going full time, uh, it's like a it's like 2,300 square foot house, really high ceilings, crown molding everywhere, baseboards, trims, everything, all doors. I charge like, Five grand, maybe even four and a half. On materials, I spent like fifteen hundred dollars because I didn't know like what paint to buy based for the budget. I, I bought opulence from Sherwin Williams, which is like a really expensive paint. I didn't know that I could have negotiated the price down. I spent like sixty bucks a gallon on paint, and then the client didn't believe me that I did two coats everywhere. I'm like, listen, you don't see the old color. Two coats were done. Like you were standing beside me. Like I'm rolling. Like I. 
9 p.m. at night because they, they didn't live there, the client comes and just stares at me while I paint. It's the worst. <laughs> the worst. Anyways. Watching it dry. <laughs> Literally, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not going to dry any faster. So, yeah, that's how I started my business. And then over the last few years, the, the first year I was pretty much only hands-on. You're killing it now. Yeah, Like, the amount of now, progression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's visibly obvious the amount of growth. I, I agree, and I appreciate that. I remember the first year I was on the tools, um, and then my my business partner at the time left after like six months full time. He was like, "I can't do this. Like, I kind of want to go back to, to school." I was like, "Okay, that's fine." So he he left, and then um, I think I was on the tools again for like a year and a half, two years. I think that was my mistake. Even a couple of my bathrooms, yeah, yeah, it was because. Um, I needed the money. Like I didn't have enough projects to where I could just manage. Yeah. But that's also a mistake that I think I made is I was like, uh, I I would be painting for like, let's say four hours a day where in those four hours I should have just hired someone made less money. But got then, more projects. But potentially got, got more projects. But I, I think that's a, that's a big yeah, like like when do you stay on the tools? When do you get off? When do you touch a brush? Like now, I don't touch a single brush. I I would. You uh, and sometimes you have to. I've, I've noticed you have to force yourself. Like no, I'm just not gonna go. I haven't. Ha I haven't had that desire to paint. Well, I don't know, but there are opportunities where like you're like, okay, there's that. T I could go do that deficiency myself. There, there. But I'm gonna tell myself no because I know I have other things that well, I have to complete. I also just don't that have will, are better the, for the business. I also don't have the tools on me anymore. Sure. It would. It would just be out of my way like there were th those two pot lights with the marks around yeah. them right literally just i had a brush in my car really just a dip and paint but i was like i can't like i have, I have many other meetings to go to clients proposals like all this stuff yeah and then i went into drywall after um so now all of that you do you see your next steps are they visible to you on how your company is growing i was well i Told you I was kind of having like an identity crisis with my business. I didn't know like over this the last when? over the last like month or so. Like in the start of this year, in the start of twenty twenty two, I like had um, I feel like I knew where I wanted my business to go, right? But it's like it's like I told you, like like your first business, it's um it's like your first girlfriend. Like you think you're gonna marry her, but you don't have to. Like things don't work out plans change whatever right so this is kind of like how i feel like your first business doesn't have to be the one that you build up to be to x million a year yeah yeah yeah. to be a success story yeah if it is it is if it isn't it isn't a lot of people that i know that started painting companies like uh alex right he started it it kind of like built him up to a certain level of business experience still keep that business um and like run it on the side or have a GM for it, but then move on to what you want to do, whether that's starting a new business or like development. Like I want to get into development. So like I, I'm probably going to run my business for a few more years, hire a GM and then with some kind of capital, start like a, a real estate investment firm to where it could be developing. It could be buying and flipping, but with just a pool of money and a bunch of others. You know who to call if you want to flip anything. <laughs> All right. Now, your Amir. favorite. So, a little backstory. Uh, I met Amir. I think he's 
in the school hallways. We looked at each other. We locked no, eyes. No, it was uh, exactly chemistry remember. 11. Yeah. Chemistry 11. Mr. Dale. Yeah. It's a grade 11 in chem. We no, met. No, uh, not Dale. Yeah. Add it. Yeah, Dale. Dale? Is that, no, that was his name. That was, that was his, his first name. name. Addis. Dale Addis. Yes. Uh, good chem teacher. He's Shouts a nice guy. Out Dale Addis. Um, good guy. <laughs> and um, Weird guy. <laughs> no, no. He's a nice guy. Anyways. Um, we met, was it Halloween you said? I think it was Halloween, yeah. Well, it was, it was the yeah, end it was of October, around, early yeah, November. October, yeah. He uh, came to my class and I was like, oh, the fresh off the boat. Yeah, straight yeah. from Tehran. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, who the hell is this guy sitting next to me, right? And by the way, I sat in the front row of university, of, of high school from grade eight to the last day of university, Nerd. front row. <laughs> if, I always say, if, if you're not in spitting range for the professor, you're not learning. Um, and uh, so Amir sat next to him, like, oh, what the fuck? Like, of all the other seats, this guy's got to sit next I to me. I didn't sit next to you. No, no, no. Oh, you were, okay, you were right behind me. You said, you said Brayden. No, I was, I was, I was beside Brayden, yeah, like two, two. Me, Beach, uh, Brayden, Brayden me, I me. remember the first day you guys had a quiz, and I saw, um, I didn't obviously take the quiz because it was my first day Slacker. in the class. <laughs> no, I, I didn't oh, even, first day in class. I see this guy, uh, Brayden, I shouldn't even see his name. Bro, I see this guy's <laughs> quiz sheet. It was all wrong. I was like, I was like, should I tell him something? I was like, bro, this guy's getting all the answers wrong. It was like pissing see Michael's me face right now. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Michael, our our extraordinaire, shouts out Michael. Michael uh, was in the same high school with us. Oh, you were? Jesus. <laughs> Bro, I don't. By honestly, the way, I, but, I don't know. I don't, but, I don't know anyone. Amir, Amir didn't know anyone in school. Like the guy, like, the guy didn't know English. Guy, yeah. Didn't know anyone. Right? Yeah. Did you just learn English in the last? No, 10 no, years? no, no, no. I, I, I knew Eight a little years? bit. I could get by a little bit. Hello. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. I could get by, but no, it wasn't great. But it's, it's new school. Of course, new, no, it's that, new culture. New culture. Also, also, he's not going to school for the first time with the other gender in his school too. Yeah, that's that's, that's true too. Yeah. God. School. Boys I had a all girls. <laughs> I had a mustache. Uh, you had a yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, he sits next to, near us. Anyways, we we, we become yeah, familiar. At the with each end other. of the class, I remember. Um, should we get that? Nah, let it ring. Um, um, end of the class, I remember Meredith came by to just say hi. I think you were the only other Persian guy in the class, probably. Yeah, I was the only other Persian. He came. He came by to say hi. He said something in Farsi. I had no clue what he was saying. He has the th- he had the well, thickest Farsi wasn't accent. Great back then. Yeah, Farsi wasn't great back then. Over the past couple of years, my Farsi accent has been pretty good. Been really understood. There's a lot of Persian relatives in there. Right. Oh, hanging out with me too and yeah, your you cousins. Too, yeah, my cousins. But like, you yeah. just obviously you want to support, you know, people too. So, anyways, um, yeah, he we became friends. We were we weren't actually that close though. Yeah, so school. we weren't actually that close. So we we met each other in high school biology classes together we were like groupmates in biology i was doing all the work (laughs) yeah yeah and uh, and and then yeah so i i went to ubc for sciences first year went okay then i didn't know what i wanted to do i like my parents are doctors and like with brown families Persian families, especially when they're doctors, they really want you to. They only have like a tunnel vision. Yeah, they, yeah. they're like, okay, this is the only way to make money. This is the only way that 
you're gonna have high status and um high, the the word high status is like a, a word that my dad would use too like yeah like if you want to be part of like high status i remember like in high school being, if you want to be a heart of society yeah wear a suit um no tattoos i don't have any but he's like no tattoos this and this and this you have to talk like this you have to eat like this exactly. you have to do this 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 that's the only way you'll be a part of high society and i'm like that's fucking that's bullshit like you have like i mean nowadays there's obviously new money people wear whatever they want they drive whatever they want they yeah. talk however they want it's 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 more authentic right I, this I, is more authentic. I, it is, but I don't honestly. I don't know if it was like that back then, or it's still like that. Like this, there are ways that people make money where I'm like, oh shit! Like I didn't know that you could make money this way. I don't know if this existed back then, or everything was just oh, you got to be engineer, doctor. This that was and the that only was, way. The, was it? I, I, that's what I'm questioning. Right? And if you touch tools, if you're anything low life construction, yeah. you're a loser. Yeah, loser. But that's because where, where our parents grew up, if you didn't have a brain, you, you, you started Some of the, working on the richest tools. people right now are like people who are my dad's age or older that were in in development and yeah, yeah. like insane amounts of money. Yeah. So I think it existed to some extent back then. But 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 yeah. not in Iran and not in Russia. Oh, no, in Iran too. Yeah, 100%. It's not just money. It's also being called a doctor. And that's a huge thing that's for you. That's a huge thing. Is they would status. That, they would still look, I think, at my dad, who was a doctor. We were a small town. Uh, was one of the, like, three orthopedic surgeons in, in my town. It would, they would still look at him in, in a higher status than someone who was probably richer. But, like... It's instilled in you. Yeah. Like, it's something that eats you alive every single yeah. day. Yeah. And, like, I, like you're going to laugh, right? But, like... I remember, and you guys have heard this story. When I met my ex's sister for the first time, she's in she's in uh, she's in medicine, uh, wanted to be a physician, and sat down. I remember she was like, "Oh, what's your name? What do you do? Like, you're you're in construction, right?" And just the way she said it, just burned a honestly, fucking hole in. Honestly, Merda, <laughs> right, Merda, and honestly, it could be because of your upbringing, Persian. Like upbringing that you you thought that no. maybe construction sure. has a has a has a negative sure. connotation. Yes, to yeah, it. Yeah. but also just sure. but sh they were she comes from a culture too, different culture, but whatever. But like just the way that it was said to me, of course, I think I probably made it you much more extreme more, yeah. to it. But that put something in me that and I was starting. I just started my business back then, right? That just instilled something in me. I was like, I'm going to work so hard and make so much money. That this person, as a doctor, will never, ever reach my level. Like, and, and it, and it, and I don't know. Like, looking back on it is great, but like to his point, unfortunately, it's just something that we're not taught from our cultures that this you do point A, road, road B, road A, and that's it. There's yeah. no other avenues of of career paths. Yeah. So, anyways, back to my story. So, first year, I was I went to sciences because. Um, I was told all my life, oh, you got to be a doctor. I always, ne honestly, never, ever liked it, to be honest. Like, was never a fan of it. Like, my dad would honestly leave the house at, like, 7 in the morning, would come back at, like, 11 p.m. Like, it, uh, well, when I was, uh, when I was a kid, like, up to, like, 5, I think it was, like, uh, in his residence, yeah, sure. 
Like I, I didn't. I, I, my grandparents raised me like for the first like four yeah, years of my life. For yes. <laughs> Personality. Yeah, and um, so I never, I never really liked it, and it was just not just like, yeah, it wasn't ever my cup of tea. But like, I um went to sciences. Still like, oh fuck, I guess I have to do this. I gotta live to my parents' expectations. This and that and that. So and I was kind of still on the edge. I talked to a family member. He was like, okay, why don't you pick a major that's gives you the flexibility that in case you don't want to go into med school or any like um, health um, professions, you have another option too. So I did um, a combined major in uh, computer science and microbiology. Which it was good advice. Yeah, it was good advice. And I wasn't, I was a nerdy kid back then. Not like super, I was like in the computer games and stuff. And, um, oh, sorry. Also, another point that I want to bring up is all of our, my family background is all tech. Your family background is, Jesus, your, your family. My parents are engineers. Oh, both of them are engineers. Engineers. Yeah. Healthcare. And healthcare. Physicians. Yeah, yeah. Physicians. No, none of our backgrounds are from construction at all, which makes it a little bit more difficult when it, when it comes to starting yeah. the business because you can't be like, oh, my dad knows so and so. Maybe he can help me meet this person. I've not had a single referral from, from, my dad, from my dad. Yeah. I actually have, have one that I need to follow up on, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. By the way, where was are it? we good for time? I have yeah. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wrap up in 10 minutes. Oh, that's good. Um, what was I saying? You oh, computer science. computer science. And computer science was and still is like pretty, pretty big. Like it's like tech, right? It's yep. the next big it's thing. It's the future. It's, it is the present. It's, pre- yeah. <laughs> it's the present. Um, I So I did comp sci. I finished my degree. But man, I, from the get-go, I did not like comp sci. And my grades took a hit. Like I was just not passionate for it instantly. And like I remember I went to a lot of like meetings where um they had um uh, professionals from the industry talking about like their work and they were all like they were all like getting employee em- employers yeah. right they were all like um working for someone else i hated that i was like was facebook instagram tesla yeah dream was like yeah silicon valley yeah it, that was the dream and you're still working for someone else and they make it, crazy, like so, some. They of make crazy. good money. Like, they make that's good that's money, that's but the lifestyle, man, yeah, it was just. It was it's, like, it's, oh, it's, I code security. I go to work nine to. F- shuttle comes, gets me. I go to work at yeah. like nine to five. I'm coding. Oh, we play soccer. Like it's uh, crazy lunchtime. how organized it's like, it is, yeah, and like, like the company shuttle picks you up. Like you're living in this. Know, it's like man. a beehive. It's you crazy. Know, like in a beehive, everyone's it working is. for that. It is, yeah. For the it's like one of those ma- Master Elon. <laughs> it's one of those like, like sci-fi sucks. movies, sci-fi <laughs> movies in the future where they're only like wearing they white eat. and like eating the yeah. same food, and it, it was just like it wasn't and they appealing feed to them. Me. They do everything. That's and and yeah, that. and I was coding like in 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 university for my courses, and I just didn't like the coding aspect. And I was like, these guys are coding all day long, and it's just I just didn't like it, and I didn't like the job. I didn't like the the work itself. So it wasn't just and. But I stayed in the degree. Like, like you could see the people around you. Yeah. And you could see what they look like right now and what they look like five, ten years from now. Oh and yeah. You didn't like. You didn't want to resemble that. Yeah. I. It wasn't. It wasn't my, a group of people that I would wanted to be, 
No offense to be like. No, it's fair. That's, it was that's not a like social to hang like, out like, with. Yeah, to yeah. hang out, I, it wasn't a group of people I wanted to like hang out. It was just not like super like fun. It was. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't my cup of tea. Cup of tea for sure. And but cup my my yeah my uh, mistake was that I did not switch majors. I almost switched it to biology, back to biology, which I wish I did. Um, but because of that, so I had to stay in comps. I finished my degree, but my my uh, grades took a massive hit. And in f- so I did my degree in five years. Um, in the in the fourth year, like second term, towards the end of fourth year, I had decided on like I talked to some people and I was like got interested in dentistry. And um, actually, one of the big factors was that I got. Yeah, I got Invisalign. Nice yeah, I got Invisalign and I saw, I went to my orthodontic, um, orthodontist and I really liked it. Like, it was super professional. It was just him and then he had like 10 people working for him. And Couple cute girls, dental hygienist. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was very like, it, I was like, ideology. I was like, I, like, I want to be that guy. And honestly, he's, 10 out of 10 he's one of the best people i know like he, he's amazing um and that got me interested into dentistry and my grades weren't good enough so i had to do so you graduated from i graduated from university my grades weren't good enough i applied to ubc just ubc i didn't get in obviously because my gpa was not good i did okay on the dat um dat is like the mcat but for dental school um i did that my grades were and I, I Merda had done um, kinesiology and by that time in my life I was like super interested into um, um, sports and stuff and I was like okay I need to get my GPA up so I um, I was like okay I'm gonna do kinesiology but my grades were so bad that I didn't even like get into uh, kinesiology I had to take a UBC. a UBC and I only wanted to stay in Vancouver so UBC was the only option I um, I got into Okanagan but I just didn't want to go um so i took one year as an unclassified student slap in the face unclassified student i What's that mean unclassified so you don't have a major you don't have a faculty oh you're, you're just taking courses oh okay okay, okay. Yeah. yeah 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 fair fair fair, fair. yeah so so that's what you do yeah so i did that i took um online courses uh at ubc to boost my gpa up like grade boosters pretty much gpa boosters um, I took that, did pretty well. I uh, got into kinesiology, did did uh, f- first and second academic, first and second year in one year, and then did another time. My grades were freaking amazing. And this is... Uh, Your grades were amazing because what? Because you now knew how to study. I knew how to study. Passionate. Exactly. I had and a you path. had a goal. Exactly. I had a path. path. That path allowed you to have momentum focus. and focus. Exactly. Yeah. Focus. And yeah. when you're just there because you're there, why would you put any effort? Because it's all irrelevant. Exactly. That's how I felt before. About high school. I felt like I was just there, just because I had to be there. Yeah. Only through the exactly. motion. I had to be there in those hours of the day. Yeah. And I had to take exactly. classes. Yeah. Felt like chore. Like I, I, um, at first, my first degree was exactly like that. It was like, fuck, I have to go to school. I don't know why, but I have to do it. I need that piece of paper that says this is your. Oh yeah, fuck. 
yeah it was just bad my first like first degree experience was bad but but uh, so i did one year kinesiology i did another term and then um and then i couldn't take any more courses because i was um uh i had taken all my first and second year um cor- uh, courses that i ha- uh, that i could have taken and i was still second year by standing at ubc and ubc has kinesiology has this stupid rule well ubc only can s- uh, register for courses in july i think june or july and and for both terms so and i was second year standing then so i couldn't take any courses for my second term because uh, for um because i was second year standing for you for kinesiology uh, third and fourth year, lo- year level courses you have to be third or fourth year level standing um so i couldn't register in th- those courses so my second term was open i couldn't physically take any courses so and i was kind of like asking questions about like dentistry and stuff um like um to a little bit i was i was yeah and i had applied to dental school uh with my just first year of uh kinesiology stuff i didn't get in just ubc i applied to um i didn't get in unfortunately and i was having doubts i was like fuck man i'm like 26 years old i'm getting older and i only wanted to do orthodontics um yeah so four years of general four years of um Holy yeah four years shit. of that i had no interest in general dentistry where's your wife where are the kids yeah. or it'd be 34 34 oh, 35 man. starting a, like working for someone else for a in, couple of years in debt in debt a lot of the dental school itself is one of the most expensive postgrads yeah it's it's expensive so, no four years for general that's like 80 uh, seven, 60 to 80 grand a year and then three years of ortho same thing seven years times 80 no no guarantees you'll get into orthodontics like ubc takes like two or three orthos per year it's nuts and that was my only interest i was like man i'm getting up there in age and i had w- this this one term off i started working with murda just to make some money honestly Yeah, I have, I have a semester. I have like a couple of months, and I didn't want to go back to like working in a restaurant. To be honest, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. tired of that stuff. I started working with Meredad. I I jumped on. I mean, at first I was just I was just throwing a bone because he's my, he's my yeah. best friend. But also, I was back then. I was working like eighteen hours a day. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was dying for some sort of help. Yeah. Like, honestly, I didn't wasn't big into. Uh, construction because of like my upbringing like yeah, because yeah. of yeah see yes he's that face that's exactly the face my ex's sister gave me yeah eh, ugh, no. and and, and uh, yeah and i was losing interest in a little bit into not interest uh, sure interest and drive to the call the way for like though i was losing that a little bit and and i started working with murder i actually like it was hard at first but like I started to pick things up and things went really well. This and is in January, right? This is in this is in end of December. Okay. And what I really liked about it is that so okay, just for I, context, that's like eight months ago. Eight months ago, yeah. What I liked about it is like you you're it's not just construction; you're growing a business, right? That's that's the thing. If I was gonna go into dental dentistry, have my own office, I have to literally do the exact same thing, and that was what was appealing to me just growing a business business side of it the business side of it 
I wasn't interested into staring to people's mouths for like seven hours a day. I was I was interested in the business aspect of it, and I I. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, honestly, that's the best part. Clients t- can't talk to you. That's the best part. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, no. I I started to like really like like it, and I I me and Murda, I think we work pretty well together. There's definitely strengths and weaknesses on both ends, and I think yeah. complement each other Compliment very each other. very very well. Murda's very good with sales. Like he's a killer in salon. Honestly, one of the best salesmen. That's like, how he convinces people to do everything everything the not convinced no like, no no oh sure person. sure yeah, yeah Vlad, uh, i need you to buy a ticket for going to europe tomorrow okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so no we have um areas that like we complement each other like, i have no patience for back-end stuff zero yeah absolutely zero and amir his uh obviously his kind of tech background or whatever compliments because it's just so easy at it for him yeah. right by the way when murad says tech background it means excel, excel. Know how to work a spreadsheet <laughs> hey you know what i don't want to learn i don't need to learn this guy can do it my time is more valuable doing other things so no so but, but but like i think like bringing me on like helped like systemize everything a little bit more still not perfect but we're working towards it it's Just getting ask our accountant. Yeah, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Um, everything like everything's more efficient now, and and we're trying to get it more efficient. And and I I was I told Meredith Meredith, look, I I'm willing to like give up on all of that if if you're willing to be like partners down the line, and and yeah, and Meredith said 100. percent I I know he wasn't pretty sure at first. Maybe he's yeah. of a big pie than 100% of a small pie. Yeah, yeah. And mo- more on that, one of the best things that COVID taught me was that, well, COVID showed me was that there are more things to life than just work, money, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Uh, there's family, there's friends, there's just enjoying your life and, not, and time is so yeah. valuable. So if I can work, let's say, only eight, nine hours a day and make less, but have a life, Way better than me working 18 hours a day, making yeah. more money for what? What am I gonna do? With, what am I gonna? That's do not even more money. You could make more money this way because sure, but, because but I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like the point was that time is more valuable, and also it gets lonely by yourself. Yeah, Having yeah. your best friend working with you like, does not. Life does not get better. And, than that. And, yeah. and and one thing I just remember something. Like, remember, like a couple of years ago, like when you started, I think uh, that project, that first project that you had, like you had just finished or something. I remember Merida was like just telling me, yo, come work with me. Let's blow this thing up 50-50 from right now. I had like, I was in school. I was like, fuck, man, you want me? Yeah, I was like, shut the fuck up, bro. I'm not going to do this. And and then I went to him. And I was like, fuck, man, did you like, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's I wonder fuck, how, yeah. how different life would be if from the start you just like, boom, Gucci. That, but also there's just so many. It 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 would not I would not have been driven as much because I know I he needed, to, he needed to go through the path that he yeah. did. Everyone to, does yeah. to to a be able to sleep at night knowing that I tried it and that wasn't for me and why that wasn't yeah. for me. I still that, I could still do it. It's not the best thing for my life right now. But, but like, no, you have you have, you have made a clear knowledgeable yeah decision. You know you've made that decision for a reason. Yeah, no, hundred so. percent. Yeah. 
So we should wrap it up. Yeah, we should wrap it up. I've been meeting. Right we're now. here now. We're uh, doing a podcast. This was episode we're one. Business. We're we're doing business like kind of business <laughs> what? partners. <laughs> we do business. We do business. That's 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 what girls be saying. She's like, he's my boyfriend. I mean, we're we're seeing each other. We're seeing each other. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, yeah, this is what this podcast is going to be about, pretty much, right? But Just, yeah, so I think we're going to have, we have uh, guests coming guests. on. We have a few really good guests lined up, and uh, and I'm hoping to grow this. And yeah, I'm excited. Well, we're just going to see where this podcast goes, and hopefully, it'll be a learning opportunity for us, grow our own businesses, any like if it can provide to any a- any help to anyone that who like listens to this podcast it'd be amazing too yeah. but but yeah it'd be a great learning opportunity for ourselves honestly self-reflect and also learn from our guests as well right yeah yeah, yeah. Wrap it up. awesome thank you so much <laughs>